Welcome to the official first episode of Shop Talk Needed Conversations. I am your host, Adrian Nikki Nicole. Yo, y'all, we are nearing the end of a decade. There are three more weeks until 2020. What is your 2020 vision looking like? How has the last decade actually treated you? Is, is probably what the question we need to really ask. So listen, so my 2020 vision off top for me is to become a boss. That's it. Become a boss now. Um, but then also just to continue being a bomb ass mom to my boss, baby Nicholas. Um, and also to just build a brand that will force me and the others that are around me to level up. That's what we have to do for 2020. That is the 2020 vision. You dig? This last decade, this last decade um, has really taught me a whole lot about self. Um, this last last 10 years, I have truly been single for the entire decade. Um, like, I mean, I've had like relationships here and there or whatever you want to call them things, situationships. That's what we going to call them, situationships here and there. But I've been single for the last de- last decade. I've, uh, I went completely natural 10 years ago, y'all. I shaved all my hair off. I've done it like three other times since then, but I went completely natural, shaved all my hair off. And yeah, my faith was restored over these last 10 years. Um, I've had some regret. I've had some depressive moments. I've had some happy moments um, and some bounce backs. So this has been a wild 10 years. More importantly, 10 years ago, I started this thing called Shop Talk at my house where I really just had people come over. I cooked some chicken spaghetti and some peach cobbler and was like, yo, y'all can bring BYOB because I'm not I'm not providing liquor for nobody because I'm cheap like that. Um, But we had a ball and it was just an amazing time to be around people. And I started to do it more often. Um, We were doing it every few months and more people would show up. You know, it was just it was a thing to do. I think that what happened over the last few years, though, unfortunately, was that people grow, you know, people get married. People start dating people, things like that. And, of course, you want to bring those people around. That's cool. But them ain't the people that's in my circle. And so those people tend to become judgmental, tend to make you feel like you can't be yourself or the whoever else can't be themselves. And so um, I actually ended Shop Talk because of that. I tried to bring it back, still had that same um, energy with this last one that I did and said, you know what, it's time to go big anyway. So here we are on this podcast, having a shop talk. Um, So today I actually wanted to start talking about um, just a few things that have actually been going on, like I said, over the last decade for me and for a lot of the people that I know. One of the biggest things is being single. Here is my take on being single. So many people feel like being single is a disease. Yo, I have had so many ups and downs of me being single because there are times where I have 
just been like, F it, I wish that I just was married. But then I also think back on the sense of, yeah, if I would have got married at any time in my life other than right now, I still would have been divorced by like two or three times by now. Because <laughs> it's like not a thing for me to do. I think that being single, you learn about who you are. You learn about other people. You learn what you should and should not expect out of people and out of life. Being single is probably the best time of your life. That is the time that you need to spend with God and get to really know what he has set out for you and what your purpose is. It is the time for you to stack your money. Like, for real. Get your money up. Stack it up. Do what you need to do. This is the time for you to travel. Make friends. Just live life. I see a lot of people that are married and they, you know, some, there's a lot of them that really and truly regret it and they are just wishing that they were single again. Then there's a lot of single people wishing they was married. I just think that there are so many people that have a single mindset, but ain't single. Or don't understand how to really just be single when you need to. So I have a lot of friends, family members, all that kind of thing. And there's a lot of people that are married. And I do have people that reach out to me and try to talk to me. I am not a counselor by any means. I have um, just a very opinionated um, soul, I guess you could say. And I get a lot of people that do try to try to come to me and they're asking, hey, you know, I just I'm just not happy. A lot of times. It comes into, you know, things falling in line with sex. That's usually the number one reason why they're not happy is because sex is not being had the way they want it to be had. Either they're not getting no head, they're not receiving head, or they're just not able to have sex as much as they would like to. I ain't trying to be fronting about nothing else. This is just what it is, you know. But my thing is that it shouldn't be about sex, right? Now, listen. For everybody to try to be like, no, yes, it is. Sex is super important. I mean, it is important because that is how you are becoming one with your mates. And if that's the person that you married to, and if you understand what marriage is really about, and you're going to do this thing for life, and that's just what it is, then yeah, you want to like, sex needs to be something that's great between y'all. Um, so a little background about me. Um, I've worked in healthcare for the last 15 years, and so I've had quite a few patients, um, you know, different aspects of what I do as far as working in like family practice and working in like the OB-GYN spectrum and family planning type thing. And if I tell y'all the best patient or my favorite patient, not even the best, but my favorite type of patient is usually a woman over the age of 65. Usually it's a white woman over the age of 65 because she's very honest and just upfront and tell you what it is. But I absolutely love uh, that type of patient. I remember having a patient and she told me when she turned 64, I think she was 64. So she said 63, she was just feeling like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm dry as a desert. She said, honey, when she turned 64, 
that she felt like um, the river started flowing and she said, I have more sex now than I ever had. And this was, this is the best sex that I have ever had in my life. Forget what you're talking about in your twenties and your thirties, but this 60 something year old sex is amazing. And I was like, okay, yes, ma'am. We actually was coming in to talk to you about this urinary tract infection that you have, but I'm thinking it's probably not a UTI. What's going on, man? But, um, she just said that, you know, there was so much restraint and so much stuff that she had to just hold in that she didn't get to just be herself um, when she was younger and first getting married and things like that. But as she got older, she's like, look, I actually don't like that. This is what I actually like. This is what I actually enjoy. And so she was able to finally be herself. It took her to be 64 years old, but she was finally able to be herself. Plus her hormones got back in, uh, intact and she was able to do what she needed to do. I say that because sex can be great in the beginning and then there might be times where health issues come into play and all kind of other stuff can can happen to where that kind of takes away from it. So don't let that be the reason that your marriage is suffering or you feel like you want to be single because single people don't, ain't having that much sex either. Don't get it twisted at all. We might be having sex with ourselves, but we're not having sex like that. Huh. We'll talk about that at another day. So my thing is... I was reading, or actually I heard the first time I heard it on T.I. and T.I.'s podcast, him and his wife, Tiny. Y'all know I love T.I. Ooh, I love T.I. Jesus. I got to, like, have a brief encounter with that man right there. Anyway, um, T.I. was talking about, or Tiny was actually saying that when she was 15 years old, that um, Candy from the group Escape, um, her mom had told them, you don't marry for love. You marry for security and stability. And so, Tiny, you know, of course, you know, had to go ahead and shoot her shot and say what she needed to say. And was like, I mean, you know, luckily I was able to do both. I married for love and that stability and security. You know, I've never had to worry about it, anything as far as on the financial state of things. So that got me to thinking. I was like, I mean, is that actually a thing? So then I came across the article which said almost the same thing, but it was on the aspect from a man, a man's view of not being able to marry somebody or not marrying someone because of love, due to love, not even marrying someone that, you know, due to great sex. It stated that, yes, there might be this one person that he was in love with and he was with this woman for seven to 10 years and was in love with her. But Or it could be the fact that he had this one chick that he'd been smashing forever and the sex is out of this world amazing and they got this great connection. But for whatever reason, he can't marry her. Same way he can't marry this one that he loves either. But then this new chick just walks by and guess what? He finna marry her. What would be the reason though? Because of he can see the stability in her in the sense that Okay, if we were to get married, she's going to push me to be better and we're going to be good financially. We're going to be good um, as far as setting up a legacy for our family. Is there happiness that's going to necessarily be there? Maybe not in the beginning. That's something that has to grow. But at least we good on the security note. So I took that information and I actually talked to a couple of people about that because I was just was like, wait a minute. Is that what we doing now? Because I know for me, 
I look at um, ex-boyfriends that I've had. And I look at the one that was 10 years ago and who got married soon after we um, broke up. Had got well, had a kid, got married, or maybe she got pregnant. Then they got married. Then the baby was born. Who knows? But um, got married after me. Um, but that also happened with a lot of guys that I've been in a relationship with, and that's where I have to take a look at myself and be like, what am I not doing? Um, and people are like, it's not you. You know, it's probably just them. Nah, bro, it's it's usually you. If this keeps happening, it's probably you. So. I looked at it and sat there and sat back and thought and was like, man, am I not bringing that security to the table? Am I not bringing that stability? And I wasn't. I'm not going to lie to nobody. At that point in time, I wasn't. Bro, I was job hopping, apartment hopping, not sure what it is that I was wanting out of life and not sure if I wanted to live in Texas, not sure if I wanted to live in Virginia, not sure if I just wanted to just live in a whole nother country altogether. Um, so I wasn't stable in my own life to where a man can be like, yes, I see that you are staying stable. Let me go ahead and wife you up so we can have that stability, you know? So I talked to a friend of mine and she said, um, girl, you know, this love thing is new back in the day. That's what you married for. You married for the security. You know, if you go all the way back to where, If a man wanted to marry a woman, he would come to her father, usually, um, and be able to bring whatever cows, horses, oxen, or whatever the case is, to the family and say, this is what I am gifting you for your daughter. And they're thinking, if you can provide us with X amount of this, that, and the other, then we know that you're able to provide for our daughter and she's going to be well taken care of. We don't have to worry about anything. And that's how marriages usually started out. Um, you learn to love, you know, and then you get to know that person through the marriage and you learn to love them. And that's where that kind of comes from. And that, that made so much sense to me. I remember watching Coming to America. This might sound stupid and it might not sound like it makes sense, but you look at Coming to America as an adult, you look at it in a different light than what you do and just the comedy aspect of it. But in the beginning when, you know, Hakeem is sitting all the way at the end of the table on his birthday in the, be- in the beginning of the movie and uh, Mufasa, because I'm sorry, James Earl Jones is going to be Mufasa in my mind forever and ever. Plus, he had that big ass lion uh, sitting on his chest when he came to New York. But anyway, Mufasa and um, Aeolion are sitting on the other end. And they're sitting on that end and, you know, Hakeem comes down and was talking to them about, you know, the um, arranged marriage that they were planning on or whatever the case may be. And um, they were saying that they had an arranged marriage. He was like, no, I wouldn't have thought that, you know, as much as y'all are in love and And so, you know, his mom was like, nah, it wasn't like that in the beginning. I did not know him, let alone love him, but I learned to. And he was like, well, you know, she didn't have no choice. But anyway, it's just the fact that this is something that really has always been a thing that you marry for security and stability, not for love. And so... Because of that, we look at 
so many people now to where it's like, yes, we want to make sure we're marrying for love. But when it's all said and done, we still have that traditional mindset that when when we're going to get married, we're going to marry majority of the time. It's going to be for that stability and security. I will say this personally about myself. Um, if I was to get married right now, I don't like nobody. I don't even like nobody like that because people just, they show me who they are and I don't even like them like that. But if I see that financially, you in a good place to where it's like, this makes sense with what I got going on. It makes sense what you got going on. Let's do this thing. You good to to me and you're good to my child. Let's do it. We can go ahead and make this happen, Captain. And we can go ahead and make this money. You know what I'm saying? Love, I'm, I ain't got to have it. Sex, I'm going to need that to be somewhat kind of great. You know what I'm saying? But it will be more on a financial state uh, side of things that I would actually marry somebody for today. This exact day. Today. This moment in my life. Because I don't like nobody like that. Um, But I think about, about that and I think about all these people. I ain't going to say all because that sounds like it's a bunch. It's just quite a few. It's more than a handful of people that are married. And these are not just men. These are women that are married and are miserable because they're like, I mean, financially, we're good. I don't want to leave because then I wouldn't be able to have the lifestyle that I have. Um, I wouldn't be able to live in the house that I live in. I wouldn't be able to drive the car that I drive. I hear that from married people. And they're talking about the materialistic type of things that they're that they're wanting to stay in the marriage for. Um, where I hear about single people at the same time, like, I mean, it would be helpful to have somebody else in this household. And we had this two income household and we'd be good to go. So my question is, are we getting married for security still? Or are people really marrying for love? Because some people be married for love, and I ain't trying to be funny, but y'all out here struggling. Like, struggle, struggle. That's that struggle love for real. Y'all don't have anything. Like, you have absolutely nothing because you married for love, I guess you could say. Where someone who is not necessarily in love with their mates in the beginning, they might learn to, who knows. They good. They get to go on trips. They go into all the uh, concerts and doing all the different whatever, whatever's going on around the town and all that there. But miserable in their marriage nonetheless because they don't even like that person. I'm just honest enough to say I don't even like them like that, <laughs> you know. Um, but that's just something that I've come across over these past 10 years of just being single that singleness is not a bad thing. This is the time to get to know you, but also... Be able to build your own damn table, build your table. So therefore, when you come in forth with something, you already know what you got and you know what they got. You know what I'm saying? To where you doing your own thing to where you can actually come together and be having a marriage that's actually meaningful. That's just my opinion. I get so tired of people that are married that feel like because I'm single and I know that they do this with a lot of people that single, not just towards me, but feel like. 
well, I need to fix you up with somebody. No, motherfucker, you don't. I actually don't want to be hooked up. Let me be single. Just because you married and miserable don't mean I want to be. Let me be single. Did you enjoy your singleness? You didn't? Oh, okay, cool. You done been married three times? Oh, okay. That's because you keep moving on to the next marriage and not enjoying being single and understanding what being single is all about. Be single and be intentional about being single and understand it and don't feel like you have to push marriage onto single people because we don't always want that, okay? I want to make sure I put that out there. That's probably dedicated to somebody. that I, I said that a little harsh because I feel like I've been told that a few times. And just to add to that, let me also state that just because your spouse's friends or family members are single doesn't mean that they can no longer hang out with them. They just have to make sure that their mindset is set on, hey, I'm married now. I can't do single things. And that doesn't make you feel like, hey, you know what? I should should fix them up with such and such so that way we don't have no single friends. Everybody married. We don't want to do that, though. We don't want to do that. So, Anyway, I just want to make sure that everybody's on the same page on understanding that singleness is not a disease. It's the time to really and truly just get to know you, understand what you have going on, understand what you're wanting to bring to the table. Um, But most importantly, man, living out your purpose, becoming all that God has really called you to be, be single and love it. Because once you married, that should be it should be a given that marriage is, um, it's, it's work, it's hard work, but it's, it's a job and it's something that you are coming, coming together with somebody and it's full force. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all are doing this thing together and don't just get married just for the sake of it. I remember back in high school or right out of high school, there were so many people getting married because they were having babies and it's like, oh, well now we got to get married. No. That ain't what that mean. Like, just because y'all have a kid together means y'all got to get married. I'm going to say this, and this might be uh, giving too much information about myself, but I ain't, you know, I don't, I don't hold back nothing. I'm not a person to feel like I got to, you know, hide anything or be shamed about nothing uh, that I have one on. But the father of my child, when I told him that I was pregnant, um, his first reaction was, we're going to have to go on and get married. I said, nah, bro, that's not what we finna do. Um, number one, I don't even like you like that. Number two, we're not even together. This was just something that happened that probably shouldn't have. That don't mean we gotta get married. Nah, you know, I don't think, you know, we he don't need to be in no two-parent household. Oh, he's gonna have to be, though. Like, that's just what's gonna happen. Because why would we subject our child to have to see a marriage that is not even supposed to be happening just for the sake of having two parents in the household. We're not doing that. So I do see a lot of people that got married right out of high school because somebody got pregnant. So they got married. Guess where they at right now, y'all? Divorced. Um, so that's just not what you do, like, at all. Like, don't get married just because you have a kid. Don't get married just because of anything. Get married because that is something that is really on you to do. Like, that's what that's what's next, or that's what you're supposed to be doing with that person. I digress. So, um, I wanted to go over a few things as far as, like, 
these last three years of this decade and what they have, what I've learned and what I've, um, one of my biggest regrets in life, um, has happened within these three years, but also one of the biggest blessings of my life also happened simultaneously. So four years ago, I had, um, pretty much I cut off everybody, <laughs> probably, four, probably five years ago when I cut off everybody and just focused on me. And I do that a lot, <laughs> focused on me and, um, really started to, you know, grow my relationship with God and started to really listen and hear God, um, as opposed to just pushing them to the side and like, nah, 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 I got you. Nah, I ain't ready yet. I ain't ready yet. And in that, I've clearly heard God tell me that it was time for me to go. I have all had always said that I was going to leave Texas and I was going to move to Virginia. I ain't know nobody in Virginia, but I was going to move there. And I did that um, four years ago. I stayed there for um, a year and um, I got pregnant. And that's that was my reasoning for moving back to Texas. Um, I started getting in my feelings and feeling like, oh, you know, I miss home and I miss my family and I feel like I'm not this, that and the other. And I moved back. Um, what I regret is the fact that I stayed in touch with so many people from Texas that their opinions of not wanting to leave Texas or wanting to leave where they are um, and get out of their comfort zone started to dwell within me that I cast it out hearing from God clearly. And I started to listen to all these other people telling me, well, you know, you should probably move back home. Oh yeah. You know, you know, you don't lost your job. Yeah. You need to move back home. Oh, you pregnant. Mm, you definitely got to move back home. Cause you ain't gonna have no help there. I mean, yeah, you gonna have to move back. And let me tell y'all this, this is my, my thing for going out of 2019 and going into 2020 and understanding how much of a boss that I'm trying to become and how much of a bomb-ass mom that I want to continue being is you can't allow other people's thoughts and opinions to resonate in you because it's going to stop you and halt you from being able to um, project greatness in this thing called the world. So listen, I regret that. I regret moving back to Texas because God don't put more on you than what you can bear. And if he saw foot for me to be a single mom all the way up in Virginia, then that's what I was finna have to do. You know what I'm saying? I am so grateful and thankful for the opportunity to move back home and for my child to be able to have my family there and, to, you know, for the support and the love that I have gained. But let me tell y'all this. The depression that I had during my pregnancy, after my pregnancy, the bouts of it that I still battle through on a weekly and daily and uh, hourly basis to this date um, is so hard because it's like, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I need to be doing and living the life that I had already envisioned for myself. So my thing as I end this podcast is don't live a life of regret. We are going into a new year and a new decade. And with that, we should make sure that we are living our truths, making sure that you are walking in your transparency and understand who you are. That goes back into me talking about being single. Even if you are not single and you are married right now, 
you are still an individual when it's all said and done. So if you single and you know it, clap your hands. Be single in the, in the sense of understanding what you are needing to do. Maybe you are needing to do something to gear you into leading your family into whatever direction that God has called you to do. Um, maybe as an actual single person, you know, you are supposed to be shutting off the world for a moment in time so that you can focus or refocus on what it is that you're needing to do. Yo, y'all, not only was this podcast supposed to start probably some years ago or in some aspect of the other thing, whether it was a YouTube or whatever, um, but a book is supposed to be written and I keep putting it off because I'm like, nah, I got to do it like this. I got to do this, but I can't live for other people. I have to live for me and I have to do what it is that I know I'm supposed to be doing. So with that being said, I thank y'all from the bottom of my heart. I hope this conversation didn't just go on and on and on because I tend to ramble. My thoughts go like left and right, then straight and center again. But um, I hope you gain something out of it. I'm hoping that that's the that's the that's the gist of it all. I'm hoping that when it's all said and done, that these weekly podcasts will be something that you gain Something, some type of knowledge, whether it's some knowledge about yourself, maybe it's some knowledge about myself. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping to be able to get other people on. And so y'all can actually hear a, like a full conversation with me and somebody else. Because if you think I'm wild just talking about myself, imagine what I say to people that I really and truly have deep conversations with. Man, you want to know what's sexy? Having a conversation. I thank y'all from the bottom of my heart for being able to converse with me today. Make sure y'all subscribe to this podcast. Tell a friend, tell a family, tell a family and a friend. Ooh, boom. And um, I'll catch y'all the next time. Um, I'm thinking these next couple of weeks, it may be more than just one podcast a week. Just to kind of, you know, get a feel for everything. So, um... I'm going to catch y'all the next time. Until then, make sure that you have a conversation with yourself, but make sure you have a conversation with the people that you love. I'm out.